Welcome to Reading for Attention, the weekly podcast where me, Paul, and me bezzy mate Sarah chat about a recent book whilst drinking a carefully selected beverage. Now, why have we committed to reading a book every single week and talking about it in a public forum? Well, the same reason me and Sarah do anything in life, for attention. You know what's weird? (laughs) (laughs) Because, listeners, me and Sarah always have a little chat before the podcast if there's any like goss that we can't put on the podcast and then we're like right you ready and then we'll press record and then I always feel really awkward going hi Sarah (laughs) there's always that weird pause over that it's like when you get into a lift with anyone yeah oh god that is a horrible feeling isn't it (laughs) but even if it's like well I suppose if it's just the two of you it's all right but I mean maybe with best friends but with colleagues because it sort of shuts out the air or something it just goes And then it's just dead silence. Even You're if I'm with someone who I've known from five years, for five years, I feel a bit awkward. Can you imagine if it was like standard lift etiquette? If when you walked into a lift, you had to shake everyone's hand that was already in it. <laughs> God. Hi. 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 Hi there. Hi. Hi. You okay? Hi. You okay? Hi. <laughs> anyway, how are you? Um. Good. Yeah. Good. 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 Is my microphone working? Yes, Shouting. I believe so. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, don't think you need it. How are you? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm all right. I'm on a self-imposed lockdown and I'm going a bit right. crazy. I wondered why there was, there was just not, not that you're missing the twinkle in your eye, but it's just dulled slightly. It's because I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what is this day? Well, you went out on Friday for your, last, then your final yeah. hurrah. Final Haran Friday. Whoa. Saturday night in, Sunday night in, Monday night in, now Tuesday night in with no drinks. Yeah. This is my first drink since Friday, which is big, oh, really? big stuff for me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So the reason I'm on a self imposed lockdown is because next week, a week today, Michael and I are going on our honeymoon to America. America but again I don't want to say too much about it because who knows if it's going to happen but we're so scared to catch COVID four people in my office currently have COVID oh shit yeah I mean so you're just not going to go anywhere 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 no they're just shop but that's about it um until yeah next next Tuesday so we're staying at the airport or the hotel next to the airport on the Tuesday which I just think is so decadent we never do I've never done that and I'm always really jealous of people that do yeah I was really upset though because when Michael said that there's there is a hotel in I think it's a premier inn that's in Heathrow so right. you walk downstairs and you're in the like terminal so do you go through security before you go to the airport I mean Sh- the hotel surely surely not or maybe you that's do gotta you be, know it's got to be the worst night's sleep of anyone like every two minutes <laughs> <laughs> I just think that would be so great just to flounce down into the airport just before you fly but it turns out like a sleeping mask on your forehead <laughs> Uh, it turns out it's the hotel next to the airport it's not also, a do you know what's hard crossing mm. roads near airports because they're all just oh. motorways yes absolutely so we're still gonna have to do all that but the, the tragedy is that yeah. no you already know <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's to do with you <laughs> so it's oh. Sarah's birthday on Friday and if you remember uh the day that this comes out oh yeah you if you're true listening and you're listening today it's sarah's birthday and you must send her an (laughs) e-card okay a million pounds we'll do that (laughs) we've got we can do it on a what was it buy me a book buy me a coffee um yeah so if you remember before christmas i was supposed to be going to edinburgh and then Sarah got COVID and that didn't happen. So I moved my flight to her birthday. We're really excited about that. And then Michael was like, oh my God, we'll fly to America two days after that. So then I had to tell her, I was so nervous to tell her, we're in person. And she was absolutely fine about it, obviously, but it was like scary. What did you think I, what did you think I was going to do? I don't know. I just like, I'm really good at being like, oh no, don't worry about it. But at the same time, I'd be like, oh, but you're not coming to my birthday. Anyway, I don't want to um, tug at that thread, but <laughs> we've rebooked. For, yeah. when is it the first of april or something april fool so i mean 
Oh, if yeah. you get to Edinburgh, that'll be the that'll be the biggest joke of the century. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's six of us going to Edinburgh then, and it's booked. Oi, oi. COVID. To be fair, they're telling you now you don't even have to isolate. So there okay. you go. We'll all just have COVID together. COVID party. Woo. So if America happens, great. Then Edinburgh, life mm-hmm. life's on the up. I feel like I need needed this podcast recording tonight though. Oh, have you been missing me? Yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. Sit with me, drink, have a chat with me, Besto. Besto. Is that um, gravy? Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> do you want to talk about your, your day-to-day now or later? Yeah, yeah, can talk about it now. Mm-hmm. It's been lush. I went to Glasgow to visit my friend Becky, who moved there a couple of weeks ago. And we paid £5.49 pence to go to a spa. <laughs> Oh, again? Really, oh no not like we didn't have any treatments but we just drifted between the sauna the steam room the jacuzzi the pool lots of kids dive bombing but otherwise <laughs> just uh, just ultimate I wouldn't say relaxation but ultimate comedy and <laughs> just really really nice there was this guy who'd been a member of the spa for 25 years he was telling us even though I'm not sure it's been around that long and he had all of these little hacks to make all of the rooms more intense. So we went into the steam, like into the steam room and it was like pretty steamy. Mm-hmm. And then we went into the jacuzzi and then we went back to the steam room and he was in there and he'd covered up the vent <laughs> with like this soggy wet paper towel. And then he was standing at the door like a bodyguard because apparently he does this every time he comes in. So they come in and they're like, stop doing that. And he was like, quick, get in girls, get in. And we went in and it was, <laughs> I can't. Well, you couldn't see a a meter, a meter. You couldn't see a centimeter in front of your face. It was the steamiest environment I've ever experienced. Anyone's ever experienced. You couldn't breathe. It was impossible. And he was like, it's good this, isn't it? Just (laughs) floating around. And then Becky was like, imagine if we got trapped in here. (laughs) Well, and it just shows the kind of people you two are when a man just goes, come in here, girls. And you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of um, steam rooms. I'm not a fan of, I can't remember which one I'm not a fan of. It's either the sauna or the steam room. Mm Because, I mean, really, I just get too hot. (laughs) But there's an episode of The Simpsons where Krusty Krusty the Clown gets locked in. No, Homer gets locked in the steam room by Sideshow Bob. And it's really stressful. God, that's like Final Destination. Uh-huh. Um, or maybe it's based on that. <laughs> yeah, it it was it was like enjoyable, but also this guy, he was just like the Grim Reaper of the spa. Like we were in the jacuzzi and he was like, do you see the bubbles? And we're like, yeah. And he was like, that's people's skin. And we we're like, oh, thank you. Oh, and he was like, <laughs> who is this man? <laughs> I don't know. So have you not got flip-flops? And we're like, obviously not, mate, because we'd have them on. And he was like, oh, you'll get athlete's foot. So we're like, what's going on? <laughs> That's what you get for paying five forty nine for a spa, spa day. I'm fuck. picturing you like doing each other's massages, like taking turns. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got Sarah on Find Friends, and I looked on Find Friends today and saw like zoomed in. It's very accurate, and it was like Sarah is in this particular hotel in Glasgow, and I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, the Double Tree Hilton. I was like, ah. She's pulled in the middle of the day. How's she done that? <laughs> and then, so I was like, oh my God, who have you pulled? And then I was like, oh my God, she's been kidnapped and they've taken her back to the hotel room. <laughs> I was like, all these things going through my head. Because I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> but turned out she's like, just oh. having a five pounds spa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't have put it past that man to kidnap me. No, that's not fair. It's mm, quite yeah. nice. Um, as we were leaving the spa, I was like, oh, Becky, but it's like, I just need to test pullback. Um, he's just a bit worried that I've been kidnapped. And she was like, what are you want about? And I was like, he's got this habit of every time I'm somewhere where I'm not supposed to be, <laughs> you just know about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you either check me on Find My Friends every every day, or you just get like a little tingly sense when I am not where I usually am. I don't, I think I've got you... Anthony and Sarah Heinsohn on Fine Friends Aww. and I just quite like oh, seeing where people are one. um but the reason I looked for you today is because I knew we were doing the podcast today and I was like I wonder if she'll want to do it at five or later so I looked mm-hmm. and then you were in Glasgow I was like oh my god she's in Glasgow she's, she's being murdered so but anyway all worked out great glad you had a nice time <laughs> Can you imagine if like we'd started this podcast and I was covered in blood and I was like <sighs> Just got back from a murdering spree. 
<laughs> I'd, I'd done the killing. Inspired by this week's book. Yes. Uh, talking of which, mm. shall we talk of it? Let's do it. Let's talk of it. Should we talk of it? Let's talk of it. So this week, Paul, we have read Richard Osman's second instalment of the Thursday Murder Club, The Man Who Died Twice. The book begins the following Thursday after the first one finishes. Elizabeth, one of our four geriatrics who helps solve Solves crimes, the ex, uh, ex-spy, receives a letter from an old colleague, a man with whom she has a long history. He's made a big mistake and he needs her help. His story involves stolen diamonds, a violent mobster and a very real threat to his life. As bodies start piling up, Elizabeth enlists Joyce, Ibrahim and Ron in the hunts for a ruthless murderer. And if they find the diamonds too, well, wouldn't that be a bonus? But this time they are up against an enemy he wouldn't bat an eyelid at knocking on, off four separate, oh wait, hang on, <laughs> septuagenarians, <laughs> septuagenarians, which I actually think some of them are in the 60s. Um, can the Thursday Murder Club find the killer and the diamonds before the killer finds them? Ooh. And to wash it down with, we're drinking a Tom Collins because it's a really old drink. Apparently, that's what Google said. I have made mine. Do you know what, Paul? Mm. I went into Tesco on my way back from Glasgow today and I thought I could cheat. I could cheat. I could just get a bottle of 7-Up and I could just have a gin and 7-Up. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Instead, I picked up the 7-Up and I walked all the way around to the tills and then I thought don't fucking cheat so I went and put the seven up back and I went and got the soda and the lemon and I got some mint because I thought why not and I already had the other ingredients back at home and do you know what I wish I'd fucking cheated oh it's just (laughs) so unsweet did you like squeeze the juice into it the lemons Mm. yeah and I made a sugar syrup which actually is maybe that is in the recipe isn't it yeah yeah I just didn't have any I don't know how you make it is it literally sugar and water in a pan oh okay um well i just have you cheated no i have well i haven't got sugar syrup but i've just did gin Mm -hmm. lemon juice and then i put some lime juice in too and then i saw some variations of the tom collins which is basically like add whatever you want and i had a bit of crayon in my fridge so i've just put a splash of crayon in it cranberry tom collins oh lovely it's very refreshing lovely yeah lovely it matches the colour of your top perfectly. It does. So, Paul, what did you think? Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it more than the first one. I remember it was said mm-hmm. that last week that we thought it, it was looking better than the first one. And, yeah, I really liked it. I think our Richie Oz has found his stride. Oh, yeah, his massive, al- massive stride. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which he actually alludes to in the first line of the acknowledgements. Um, because the way this yeah. book ends and the way the first book ends. And yeah, I thought the we had some new characters introduced who I thought were really good. Obviously had the old, the old, old faithful people mm-hmm. who, yeah, I really enjoy even more in this book. Was loving Joyce particularly in this one. Oh, she was the one-liners. Yeah, loads of one-liners. She sets up an Instagram account called, what is it? G- great great joy 69 great joy 69 that's it yeah and she doesn't realize why she keeps getting thousands of messages and she doesn't know how to open them and then like a daughter shows her and it's just loads of dick pics uh, <laughs> but she doesn't seem phased by it um yeah i thought ibrahim's character was <gasps> developed more in this book really really like him i love the friendship between ibrahim and ron elizabeth's just a powerhouse class classic lady and <laughs> yeah, I mean, in terms, you know what I've realized? I'm not great at following plots, even when they're oh. for the masses. Yeah, I still had to think quite hard about what was going on. And because obviously it's all about there's there's the plot and then the all of these red herrings or things that are supposed to throw you off the scent. And as we've as we've talked about, I'm very easy to throw off the scent. And then <laughs> when you get put back on the scent. I have to be like hang on a second what's going on here especially the the end now yeah especially the very very end I had no idea who that was I had to google it and then go back to the very beginning yeah I don't remember yeah but it was very clever when I read what it was supposed to be but 
Maybe all I in need all, to read that. yeah, really enjoyed it. There wasn't no no shagging again. That's okay, <laughs> but I guess dick pics this time. And I don't know how to yeah. finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sazzy Wazzy? Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was really good, really enjoyable. Just, I think the perfect book to finish season one of reading on. Mm-hmm. just like felt really comforting and cozy and like you could read it on a rainy afternoon with a cup of tea and a few bickies and just get lost in the plot especially you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it definitely felt like you'd yep found his found his feet Is that massive right? yeah. massive feet huge feet and a big stride oh there they are they're huge where have these been? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm thinking of all of the pointless jokes. No, no, stay on track. Yeah, um, I thought I could quite easily divorce it from Richard this time. It was mm. less, it felt a lot less like it was read to me in Richard Osman's voice and that the characters themselves had their own voices and, and, I'm, there is just not a single like deliberately unlikable character and I'm fine with that I really like that they're all lovely they're all dead nice even Ron has his grandson who comes to stay he's and his grandson is just brilliant <laughs> Grandson Pickle Grandson Pickle <laughs> I was hoping that you'd just have <laughs> you'd glossed over that slip up <laughs> two sips of a drink and I'm done for. Mm-hmm. um Sorry, I know you hate when I do that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, everyone was just stunning, 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 gorgeous, 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 really clever. You never felt unsafe. It felt as though every problem, they were just going to solve it. And like, because there were a few moments where it got a bit hairy for some of the old oldies. And you just know, and I don't mind spoiling this because it isn't really a spoiler. You just know that they're never actually going to be in too much of a grandstand pickle. Um, (laughs) And... What else was I going to say? The pacing. I thought the pacing was so much better on this one. People start dying from the off. Yeah. And they don't stop until the end. It's action packed. And it's great because, I mean, as most things I imagine have to be for the for it to work in a um, sort of like crime, like whodunit genre, a lot of the action takes place off page. So it's a bit like a Greek drama. Mm. Um we just get the retelling. So a lot of the time they'd be like, the, the gang would find a clue and they'd be like, oh, well now we must go to this spot and uncover this clue. And then the next chapter would actually just be Joyce's diary entry and it'd be the next day and it'd be like, well, guess what I did last night, gang? And it's off. Oh, come on. I know. But that actually just has to be the case for these kind of, I mean, obviously we wouldn't be able to uncover everything with them. Otherwise we'd know the ending before the ending. Yeah. Um, well, may- maybe not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. oh, oh my god, oh my god, no way! <laughs> and because I think I said in the about the first one that I was frustrated that I couldn't figure it out, and then you were like, well, th- you're not supposed to. It's like more like a Agatha Christie type novel where only like Hercule Poirot will ever be yeah. able to figure it out, and we're too thick to. Um, and I had that in mind when I went into this one, so I was actually just much happier going with the flow and being like is this a red herring is it not i don't care because elizabeth wolf tell me the truth in the end yeah um and then there were some really really touching moments as well mm-hmm. in it like ibrahim suffers a knock to her his head and his confidence and he he ha- like begins to build a friendship with donna who's this young police officer from southeast london who comes who moves to Fairhaven, um, which is where it's set. And they build this really lovely friendship and they and they have this chat. And I was just highlighting it in my, on my phone to return to for times when I need to like yeah. have a little pick me up. The mountain just, chat. The mountain chat. And I, was I read just that like, today. Oh, that was just so, I, I don't know. I think sometimes things that are written a bit more simply, like the way that this is quite simply written, like nothing's mm-hmm. too, I think they're just a bit more effective sometimes. Yeah. And I like that it never felt too sentimental and too twee. Like I I liked Mm -hmm. how Donna is, Donna talks quite a lot about the casual sex that she's having and whether it's fulfilling her or not. And it's, I quite like 
reading something like that in mainstream, like uber mm. mainstream, you know, cozy literature. I feel like a lot of it is so inoffensive a lot of the time. But yeah. this one has some, I wouldn't say grit, but it has something to it <laughs> where, you know, they're quite vengeful, these characters. And mm-hmm. they know that they shouldn't be, but they're quite old. And they think, well, this these people are dicks, so they deserve to die. Or, and yeah. I think that's just a uh, different way of, of looking at a cozy mystery like this. And when Ibrahim was beaten up basically oh oh i have written a note on the trello board because and i wrote it when exactly like as soon as it happened because i was coming back from a couple of drinks and i was a little bit tipsy not too tipsy where i thought if i read this i will remember it which i've stopped reading when i'm too 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 tipsy and uh, honestly it brought a tear to my eye i was like nearly crying on the tube because i felt so sad for ibrahim like my little granddad oh i had i read that note before I'd read that part in the books and I was like, ah! oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't understand because you'd, you'd written it something like Ibrahim mugged crying on. Ibrahim said, mugged. I've said, I said, pissed when Ibrahim got mugged, nearly cried on the tube. Yeah. So I was like, is Ibrahim on the tube? I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, oh no, Paul was drunk. Mm. And, and then I got it and I was like, oh, so Ibrahim gets mugged. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Apologies, everybody, but he does. It's quite early on. Sorry yeah. if I've already told this story before, but I have a really bad habit of reading when I'm drunk. And the reason why it's a bad habit is because I don't I don't know what I'm reading. And I get hundreds of pages into a book oh. and then I have to start again. <laughs> and so it was annoying. I'd been at my friend Amber's birthday party once and um it had been an all-day affair. We'd started drinking quite early. Um, and finished drinking early the next day and I was staying over at her and her boyfriend's flat and sleeping on the sofa and she'd gone to bed and he, he and he had his one then he came into the li- well into the kitchen slash living room to get a glass of water and I was reading don't remember I was reading <laughs> attention no doubt absolutely and Amber had said is Sarah all right and he was like yeah yeah she's all right she's just reading <laughs> Amber was like sat up in bed and be like you what <laughs> he was like yeah she's, she's just reading and she was like Mate, she can't fucking see. She's throwing up two minutes ago. <laughs> I had no recollection of this until the next day. And Amber came in. She was like, were you enjoying your book last night? And I was like, eh? And then I'd gone to my book and I was like six, like 60 pages further in. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. all the time. It's so annoying. Do you ever just continue reading and think, oh, fuck it. I don't care what that was about. Yeah, maybe. I can't, I can't really remember. <laughs> There was also a really, you mentioned the grand, the Granston Pickle, the little grandson, Kendrick. Ken- Kendrick. And I'm usually, I'm just not a child fan a I lot of the time. I wanted him to be my kid. Yeah, but he was so adorable and I really enjoyed him. And he even has his little part to play in solving a little <gasps> bit of a mystery, which I thought was nice. And yeah, I really quite enjoyed our Kendrick. But Ron and Ibrahim, I was hoping they might realise that they were in love with each other. They were in love. That would be nice. I think they are, but they just don't know. Oh, well, there's book three coming out, so you never know. That might Let be me... the shag that we are finally waiting for. I'm excited for the Bogdan Donna shag. Oh, yeah. He's. Oh, that was he's... weird. I did that breathless thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bogdan's. A... Yeah, he's he's a tank of a man, isn't he? I like how he doesn't give any description on how people look, but they're all fit. <laughs> yeah, I think just that's just idea. us though. Yeah, maybe. Let me just check my notes because I did highlight a few things. Um th- it made me laugh out loud at certain points this book, mm. which is impressive because I'm a comedy genius and it takes a lot to do that. Notes. Um oh, that's actually quite a shit one, but it's just when they're talking about getting that Joyce wants to adopt a dog at the beginning. Mm. And talk- and Ibrahim's trying to be sensible and he's like, Joyce, you can't get a dog because you'll outli- it'll outlive you and that's not fair. And Ron says, I'd outlive a dog through pure spite. <laughs> <laughs> we just sit in opposite corners of the room, staring each other out and see who went first. <laughs> and then and later on, Elizabeth is like, shut up everyone. By the way, Ron, you would absolutely not outlive a dog. <laughs> Yeah, Elizabeth's just got absolutely no sense of humour. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you what I've highlighted here, Paul. Yeah. I asked Poppy if she wanted milk and sugar and she said, could she have a cardamom and light she infusion? <gasps> cardamom. Any cardamom. And if Richard's spelling it with an M, as am I. It's an M. It's an M. <laughs> this from Joyce. I am learning that it's important to stop sometimes and just have a drink and a gossip with friends, even as corpses start to pile up around you which they have been doing a lot recently. Like, <laughs> that's how I, I think I deal with a few murders. 
Oh God, so, yeah. Should we, should we just have a sit down, a quick, quick drink and some glass? Um, and we live our lives. Well, oh, we don't murder people. <laughs> Imagine if we were like Bonnie and Clyde. Um, <laughs> oh, don't, don't tempt us. Pissed. I'll be Bonnie. Yeah, I could be your Barney. You could be my Clyde. It's <laughs> off a Blackpink song. <laughs> it's the way she says it. I could be your Barney. You could be my Clyde. <laughs> Stuff ice cream with Selena Gomez, if anyone's to have a little listen. Right. I want to ask you about a phrase that's in the book and that I've never actually understood. Oh, okay. Um, what does cheer up, it might never happen mean? It means, fuck off, man. I hate that saying. It means that somebody <laughs> is looks upset. Mm-mm. So if, you, if someone's like walking around, like, uh, 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 hmm. someone will say, oh, cheer up. It might never happen. I don't know why yeah. it would be Yorkshire. <laughs> so it just means like that thing that you're thinking of that's making you sad. It might never happen. Oh, that makes so much sense. But it doesn't really because I'd be like, well, how do you know what I'm thinking about? I might be thinking about something that I'm I'm worried might not happen. So you should say, cheer up, it might happen. But I always thought it was, or like, because someone said it to me before, a man in the street, obviously. I hate it when strangers do it. That's the worst. Yeah, he told me to smile, which is just ideal. He said, "Uh, like, give us a smile or something. It might never happen. And I was thinking, what might never happen? Me giving you a smile? I was just really confused and, and a bit like, I don't understand what that means. What might never happen? Mm. Me being happy mm. might never happen. But it's not going to no, happen. Like that that thing that you're thinking about to make you look like that might never happen. Right. Well, that does make sense. What I was just talking about men saying things to me in the street. A man said to me, are you as nice as you look? As I walked by and I went, no. And then <laughs> and I could not stop thinking about it for the rest of the day. I was really upset <laughs> that I'd said it. It's like, I need to go back and find him and tell him that I'm lovely. (laughs) That's a weird chat of line. He is nice as you look. Why do men never talk to me in the street? Well, there's this thing called the patriarchy pool. Another combo for a different day, I'm afraid. Mm. You know what my singular favourite part of the book was? Oh, go on. I'll have to tell you it cryptically because I don't want to ruin it. There's a bit where Elizabeth and the man from her past are communicating through letters. Yeah. And... We come back to the letter later. Yes. With Elizabeth's like, I've just remembered something, like a way to read secret letters. Let me try it. And then we read the letter again and you see that there's a secret message in it, but it's not what you would think. And I was like, yeah. oh, love that. That was a stroke of genius, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Oh. I loved that. I want to say something about a tweet once that I saw, but I don't know if it'll give it away. Like what the letter. Just see it like. and then we can. Okay. So a guy had been tweeting for something like over a hundred days and then it just put this tweet and was like if you read every word of all of my tweets for the last 100 days you'll find something out or whatever and and all of his tweets like made sense as standalone tweets but then the word for everyone was you know um is it all star that somebody told me me a word yeah and every word and he just spelled out the whole song And I just really like, enjoyed commitment to a joke. <laughs> did, 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 was he famous? Did anyone care? No. Well, everyone cared when they figured out what, they, what he'd done. Oh. But it had been like, oh, so it must have been more than 100 tweets. It had been like a year long sort of task that he'd just done. What a strange decision to make. I love it when people do shit like that, though. Like mm. one day he just woke up and he was like, I know what I'm going to spend the next year doing with my <laughs> online presence. <laughs> and it's this. I like it. I saw one to... Uh, video in the BBC news the BBC news today <laughs> where it was like a man takes a picture of himself at 12:34 every mm. day for 10 years and i'm like did anyone ask him to like they used to do that on youtube and it, i remember there was this one of this this boy when he was like 12 and it's just his mm. face like really just stoic face and he just takes pictures yeah. of himself every day for years and years and years and i'm like okay <laughs> he why, just why gets older then? <laughs> yeah I just don't know if it's that impressive and worth a 10-year commitment. Yeah, no. I think it's something that I'd be like, oh, I want to do that. And then I'd get to 12.52 on the next day and I'd forget. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd get one picture in. <laughs> It'd be funny if you just went bald in one day. <laughs> <laughs> Grew back the following day. Yeah. Or it was just like, had long hair, long hair, long hair, long hair, bald. <laughs> <laughs> and then it started going like sprouting. <laughs> Imagine if you lost an eye. <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> that could have been a reality. Oh my god, yeah. Or like uh, a tooth. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, god. <laughs> um anything else to say about this book? Uh, let me check my notes one more time. 
but more time. Have you got to be a good singer, Paul? It's rude. I'm just good at everything, babe. You do that to me all the time. I'll start singing and you start singing louder and better. Oh, Sarah, Michael sings half a word and I jump in. Yeah, I know. I can't help it. I don't care. (laughs) 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 Oh, so... I only learned this because I listened before we recorded the first one of this book. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm. And I listened to that podcast with Richard Osman talking about it and this book as well. Um, He's got this huge, he does these things on Twitter all the time where he talks about like biscuits and cakes and stuff like that. Addicted to food. Well, yeah, he's got a food addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But have you noticed that Chris has it as well? Yeah, but... In this podcast, they talk about it because Chris loves a Twix. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of his almost defining characteristics is how much he loves a Twix. And like he'll be eating carrot batons or whatever. And he's like, oh, I just wish mm. this was a Twix. Um, and apparently Richard Osman on Twitter has slagged Twixes off like repeatedly. He just thinks the shite. He's like, if you want a chocolate bar, have a chocolate bar. If you want a biscuit, have a biscuit. Like what's oh. a Twix? <gasps> oh my God, it's a Twix. It's called a Twix because it's betwixt a chocolate bar and a biscuit. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really thought I was onto something. <laughs> I really want to get behind you on this, but I don't know if that's a bit tenuous. Should I Google it? Twix. Maybe it's just because there's two. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's the two day as well today. Whoa. Yeah, it's twenty two two twenty two. Twix. It's twenty two 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 twenty two. Stephen Fry tweeted last night in, I'm so excited for it to be 2222 or 22222. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about why it's called Twix. Well, that's why. Do you know what happened as well the other day? I was sitting, sitting on my sofa, minding my own business, looking at the sky outside, really bright blue day. And then out of nowhere, started hailing really aggressively and it hailed for about 20 minutes. And I was like, what the fuck? And I stood up to like, look at the hail. Um, and I was watching it come down and then it just stopped. And I said to myself, oh, that was out of the blue. And then I was like, oh, that's what it oh. fucking means. So then I Googled it, phrase etymology of out of the blue. And it's when like it randomly, um, like a bolt of lightning or a thunderclap or hail or like an extreme sort of weather condition appears out of a seemingly blue sky. Wow, that does make sense. And because I made that connection myself, I feel like I've invented the phrase. Mm. I love the idea of you just staring out the window, just like looking at the sky. Yeah, and then saying to myself, hmm, that was out of the blue. <laughs> oh my God, I really don't ever think when I'm alone, I just talk. Yeah, I talk non-spoil, mainly to a chat show host. We've spoken about this before. But I'll, I'll be like, right then. So I'm going to go over here and get some water. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I'm just going to have a drink of that. And mm, what shall I do after this? Uh, I think I'll probably just go back and sit down. I'll literally do that. I would love to see a video of you just roaming around your house. Me too. <laughs> uh, right. Richard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Sorry. you're Sarah. What? <laughs> well, where have these massive feet come from? <laughs> uh, That's what we call a callback in comedy, folks. <laughs> we? Are we in comedy? <laughs> we're in fucking comedy right so i think yeah like you said this is a really nice lovely bookend literally to season one i think we should say i say season but i think we should say series because we're british okay. season's american in it uh yeah series one of reading for attention don't worry we've still got we've still got our self-indulgent final episode next week uh-huh. where we'll have no book just drink uh, but yeah that is the final book of the series and really enjoyed it thanks Richard obviously we haven't mentioned the fact that we are close friends in this episode so I'm gonna I have given him a text and I've said you know what I think you've really grown as a writer I really really do and he said thank you so much I've been waiting years to hear that from you (laughs) looking forward to book three big dicky (laughs) big dicky book three and we (laughs) if you haven't written it yet we want it to be a very erotic, very explicit romance between Bron and Ibrahim, okay? Yeah, and if you could just introduce two fabulous characters called Sarah and Paul. Mm, a book can we change my, my friend from work said uh, yesterday. <gasps> She'd been pissing herself over the last couple of days about my name being two syllables. 
<laughs> Becky said today in the spa, she said that she'd been pissing herself about you coming back. Name shit. <laughs> or it's like you go, at the start of the last podcast, you went, "Hello, Sarah Hopkins." I went, "Hello, Paul Webb." <laughs> Paul Webb. That's <laughs> not fair. <sighs> Do, 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 do. What's the tune? Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like good for you. Da, 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 That's what da, it was da, doing. Da. Good for you. <laughs> but it does sound a bit like that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. That's just what came to my head. <laughs> that just reminded me of the night before your wedding. I was really going for it singing that song. And I was when it went to got to the like a damn sociopath bit. I did that with like all of my heart and soul. And Michael had to stop singing because he was pissing himself so much at me. And you know, you're like, oh, I thought that had gone really well. Really went for it. Yeah, was, like go. a damn sociopath. <laughs> Legend. Right, what you talk about now? Well, Paul, me, me, me. It's my birthday. Oh, say anything in mind? Yeah, it's your fucking birthday. I'm gonna coming be up on Friday, fourteen. <laughs> oh no, that would make me a nonce. I was gonna say this. Would this be illegal? Just weird. Um, Just be weird. Right, how are you feeling about your birthday? Yeah, good. My pals are coming. All but you. No. I'm Michael and Izzy and Laura and Anthony. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna get drunk. We're going to eat some food. I'm going to make everyone go on a tour, sightseeing tour bus of Edinburgh. Oh, fab. And I'm going to buy us all matching Scotland ponchos. And it's also the rugby, like some Six Nations match that day. So props got our heads kicked in, which is always fun. Fun for all the fam. Not a whole <laughs> lot to report. Things just get a bit boring after sort of birthday number 12, don't they? Hey. Well, just because I'm older than you, I love my birthday. Me, love it, love it, love it. I love it because I enjoy everyone coming together for me and getting yep. pissed. Mm-hmm. I found a really funny video of the day after your thirtieth. Um, maybe I'll, maybe I should share it on the Instagram because it is hilarious. Of when I woke up still drunk in your living room, and every single candle in the flat was burning. <laughs> you don't be mad. We'll have a heart attack. <laughs> I was like, a, I was like sleeping on a pyre. <laughs> My love becomes a fuel fire. <laughs> and then I, uh, I filmed myself going around and blowing out all these candles. You can tell I'm still pissed because I'm like touching every single one. I'd be like, <laughs> and then I open the fridge. And as I open the fridge, my pajama bottoms fall down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, definitely put that on. Have you watched the Tinder Swindler? No, I've not. Because as much as everyone keeps saying these women are idiots, I would fall for it. I oh don't my even God. know what. And they're the not idiots. Perfect. No, that well, no, that I don't think they are. But I mean, I would be swindled to fuck. Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better. Because, First date uh, on a private jet, I'd be sold. Is that so how it works? Old. Is that how he does it? Yeah. The first date to go on a private jet. Well, and then they give him twenty grand. Oh, you need to watch it, Like It's it's a big, big, big Ponzi scheme. But on the first date, she goes on the private jet with him, his ex, Uh and the father and his child, and she's the mother of the child, which is weird, I know. But in terms of trusting him, she goes in the car with mother of his child, and she's like, oh, he's a great guy. And we never actually find out. I don't know if we'll find out who this woman is, but like, you can totally see how they'd be swindled. And he just appears to be extremely wealthy. You need to watch it, man. Yeah, we'll do then. I'll tell you what I've been watching recently. What? You're gonna be I feel like you're gonna be annoyed about it. Oh. It's called All of Us Are Dead. Oh I've, I've seen the I've just seen the thingy on Netflix, but I haven't watched it. Why would I be annoyed? Because of how much I barked on about Squid Game. So it's another Korean yeah. drama. It's as it's really good it's a zombie i love zombie apocalypse films and series i do michael's not a fan are you do you really i didn't think yeah. you into them i am I love yeah them um my favorite is train to busan which is korean mm. and they actually reference that in the when they figure out that the zombies the kids are like oh, have you ever seen 
they just call it train I think or Busan they're just like you know in train in train and I was like oh my god they're talking about train to Busan wow um anyway it's really good because ground zero of this zombie apocalypse 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 whoa you said it right all of the times oh did I yeah yeah that's good apocalypse outbreak ground zero of the outbreak is a high school so it's really good because everyone's like turning into zombies everywhere but they all just still care about like who fancies who and oh. who's going out with who and like like one of the like they'll like watch the parents get eaten and they'll be like oh that's embarrassing um <laughs> it's, it's like really good though like some probably that like, didn't like her anyway um there's some like really like laugh out loud maybe wasn't intentional then maybe i'm just a bit weird bit of a sicko um it's really fucking good obviously i've binge watched every episode and would recommend great no definitely i mean i've got another six nights to kill so yeah do it see if michael fancies it um in slightly other news how are you feeling about katie price's new look i mean i'm all of the opinion that you should do whatever you want to your own body yeah but i do think it's probably slightly even you know i think we've had this discussion before about internalized uh, sexism and mm. perhaps trying to pertain to uh, a certain set of beauty standards that aren't oh that was like when you throat burps but your mouth doesn't did you hear that i quite like that i do i think it's, it's like, quite satisfying yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's obviously born of some deep, deep, deep insecurities, but that's how she's, that's what she's built her entire profile on, isn't it? Just mm. loads of surgery. And yeah, I'm, I am, but so I am of the opinion that you can do whatever you want to your body, provided that you're not hurting anybody else. But I'm just gutted about it, Paul, because, and I know that this is maybe controversial. I did think she was stunning. I've always been, and even probably more so in the last few years, just so drawn to her. And I don't know what it is. There's something incredibly endearing about her. Mm -hmm. There's just something about her that I find fascinating. I I just had this Mucky Mansion TV show, which I just loved. She lives in fucking squalor, doesn't she? Well, she's doing it up room by room. Oh, okay. uh, yeah and so a couple of the rooms were all right actually she was she was getting a bit too creative for my like and it was yeah <laughs> she was she, she went to like B&Q and bought some effectively AstroTurf and was like I'm gonna use it on my walls and the guy was like on your walls and she was like yeah why has nobody ever used it on their walls before and he was like well no not really and she uses it as wallpaper for our son's room and then she massacres all of his teddy bears and cuts them in half and sticks them on the wall. Like, you know, like oh, when people like have deer heads on the wall. And I yeah. was like, what's she doing? But to give credit where it's due, she had a vision. And I'd say she executed sure. <laughs> I think she executed the vision. And it worked. Well, I mean, fuck her. And then, I mean, then she ruined it with the, with the corridor. The corridor was abominable. <laughs> I must I must see I've seen people I've seen a living room that has AstroTurf for wallpaper oh well there you go tell actually don't tell Katie because she really no, thinks I'm that she's the first that bubble. Yeah. but the other thing about this so basically what she's had oh violent violent sirens what she's had <laughs> so is, can you turn that down a bit <laughs> I know Jesus like so I've seen brow lifts before and they literally just peel all of the skin off and yeah. took it up but it looks like somebody has you know when you're in bed and your sheet comes off but you don't want to get up and you have to like yes. use both of your hands oh. with all of your force but your weight <laughs> is on the sheet so you then you try, and do, under your body. you try and do like a worm like a little shimmy yes to try and get it in. it looks like they've done that with her forehead like it's meters higher than it was before oh, that is just a perfect perfect description oh thank you um wow. but so obviously she was in recovery for a little while and she had Mm. I mean what can only be described as a helmet of sort of plaster of Paris bandages it was very strange but this is where I rate her because Uh she didn't let that get in the way of her going to the diversity awards so is that what she went yeah so Harvey Price won celebrity of the year at the diversity awards absolutely love Harvey Price and I fucking love him. Not just because of that. Not just because of that. I think he's, I love their relationship. I think they've got a very, very sweet relationship. 
So she was like, well, Harvey, I'm going to go to this awards with you. So she's going, she's all glammed up. And that's where the pap shots were taken with her new head. And she she goes on the stage with him. And she's just got this massive bandage around her head. She is joking. I I just don't think she is, though. I think she's incredibly sincere. But do you know what? In these photos, she still does look more like her than that one that you sent to me. Because I got really upset with that one. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll settle. Hopefully it'll kind of go down a few inches. Wow, wow, wow. What a that woman. Is, that is comedy, that, isn't it? It is. Just that helmet. I just love her. And it's got like a black ribbon around it as if she's done that to accessorise <laughs> it. Accessory, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Accessories. My mum was once on a night out in Manchester and it was when she was with Harvey's dad. What's his name? Dwight, is it? Dwight York? Yeah. Dwight York? No. I think, no, I think that's right. Dwight York, yeah. All right, yeah. And Twat. she was, yes, well, she was on a night out and they were there. And it, I think it was just after Harvey had been born. Like they were quite big in the papers at the time. And my mum was like, she was lovely and he was not. And for my mum to say that it. is really, really say something. I think should be lush. Lots of problems. If we were really famous podcasters, obviously we are famous. No, sorry. We are really famous podcasters. Yeah, if yeah. we were really really fucking top level podcasters would probably be cancelled for saying that but I think right now we can still say that we'll love Katie Price it's when the fans start scouring the archives if you're listening to this in I mean from our sort of projected listenership the next sort of two to three weeks (laughs) and we have skyrocketed to the top of like Hollywood A-list A-lists we don't mean it no we're just saying it for attention yeah. Uh, uh, brand. God's sake, man. That's the I brand. Get it by now. So fucking thick. These aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done any attention seeking this week? It's been bloody hard for me house. Oh, yeah, of course. I have been deliberately walking naked past the windows. And we've got quite uh-huh. a huge, large windows, top floor to ceiling windows at the All front right. of the flat. I know it makes it. I live in a one bedroom flat. They're single paying, and we live across <laughs> from a club. I had a dream that the pub slash club across the road got shut down. Have they have they done any more club nights since um, Michael snitched on them? Oh yeah, but he's really really taken it to the nth degree now, and like Supreme Court of Justice. Yeah, yep, they're going to have to go to, to the Capitol America. building. <laughs> I want no, but, AOC. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get AOC to do it pro bono. But yeah, it seems to be sorted. Thank God. <laughs> so I'm not actually, you know, I will tell you what the first book of season two is going to be. Series. Oh, God, I'm trying to be uh, more British. You're an American. Deal with it. Well, so I'm changing it, Sarah. You're changing the book? Uh-huh. Because the next book, because yeah. it's either so new or whatever, it's like £100 and it's not available on Kindle. <gasps> yeah. So I think we can just wait a little bit until it's either on Kindle or it's bit cheaper it's like 20 quid i thought this would be a good time to introduce the fan recommendation rainbow milk rainbow milk sounds class so rainbow milk is an intersectional coming of age story following 19 year old jesse mccarthy is jesse mccartney famous uh yes um the gardener from desperate housewives oh no that's jesse metcalf who's jesse mccartney jesse mccartney is an american actor Oh, I don't recognise him though. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, that'll be it. Some, yeah, that's <laughs> huge fan, uh... big big fan. Well, this is Jesse McCarthy. Okay. As he grapples with his racial and sexual identities against the backdrop of a Jehovah's Witness upbringing and the legacies of the Windrush generation. Oh, that does sound good, actually. Yeah. So we're going to be reading that one. I really like the cover. So it's set in uh, the UK then. In the black country, yeah, in the 1950s. Hold a black country. Is that right? Uh, Yeah, I think. (laughs) No, they're a bit more brummy, aren't they? Isn't it it, uh, this country? Yeah, you know, this country. Yeah, we're thinking of this country. Black country. No, but I think that's in the black country. No, that's in the Cotswolds. Yeah, that's like sort of Bristolian-esque accent. Yeah, the black country is like like brummy, but it's a bit more like heart. How do oh god no <laughs> no let's let's stop anyway it's set there they've got their own like language in the black country whoa the cover is fit isn't it amazing so 
yeah, we're going to be reading that one. I haven't decided on the drink yet, but I'll let you know yep. next week. You're going to, I know, but I've already done my stupid milk cocktail. Yeah, I'll tell you about the book next week. And also you're going to have a few weeks to prepare reading it and buying the ingredients anyway. So there's no rush. No rush, no rush, no rush. Right. That is it for this week. Next week, as we say, final episode of series one. Whoa, let's not get into it now because the whole episode is going to be. I can't believe it. God, we're amazing. What have we done? Oh, God, you're good. No, I'm good. No, you're right. I am good. So that'll be next week. Do you know what? And... I'm just going to quickly say, though, that's already annoying me. What? This is episode 18. Next week's episode 19. Sarah, don't. Don't. I know, but I think we can just be quite alternative. I think it's quite attention seeking to end the series on episode 19. Okay, fine. But we just have to, we'll just have to really stick by it. Like, fucking 19, what of it? Yeah, so we'll we'll see you all next week, you know. Yeah, we will. It'll be the day before I go to America. So if it, it then it'll look like whether it's happening or not, so I'll tell you some stuff that we've got planned. Yes. Oh my god, yes. But I won't tell you the boring things that like people Instagram, I'll tell you the weird things that we're gonna do because yes, we're yes, fucking yes, freaks. Yes, yes. Yeah. Ooh. Oh no, that's not in a sexual way. Oh, you never know. Can you imagine if <laughs> we went away and just had this huge sexual awakening and became polygamists and I don't know. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like you two to be in a relationship with anyone that wasn't me. Yeah, well, maybe, no, that's what I mean. Maybe we won't have sex with anyone, but we'll come back and we'll be like, Sarah, we've just oh, realised right. we're I'd ready. If you two came back with a wife, I would never speak to you. Again, I can't reiterate this. I just need you to understand how sincere I'm being right now. If you find a woman and you marry her in the little chapel in Las Vegas and <laughs> and you move away with her, I'll never speak to you again in my whole entire life. Which will actually Noted. only be five minutes longer. <laughs> yeah. And it'll all be your fault. Um, I did toy with the idea of, because me and Michael got a civil partnership. Mm-hmm. So I thought, how funny and attention-seeking would it be to go and get married in Vegas? You're not allowed. Sorry. But I feel like we made, we, we got a civil partnership for attention as well. Like we pretended it was this real political act, but it was just so that people would ask us why we're getting yeah. a civil partnership, not a marriage. And I'll tell you what it worked. Every fucker asked to it. Never had a straight answer. <laughs> but I was like, mm, well, you know, it's just a personal decision. And I think, you know, historically, blah, blah, blah. So I think it would really be quite hypocritical of them. We got, guys, we got married. <laughs> <laughs> you had a big diamond. Like, Give us all some more money. Right. Have a lovely week. I won't, but I'm going to America next week, so I can't <laughs> complain. I will because I'm turning a year older. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Sarah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's like a little cartoon. Bye. Bye.